Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier on a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Tony Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Botts with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. All right. What's up, guys? We're back. Better than ever. It's the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, also coming at you on Brinks TV. Coming back from a bye week, we actually took a bye week ourselves. Glad to be back. Joining me from South Georgia is my main man, Israel Troop. What's up? What up, man? Glad to be back. Uh, it was a long week last week. I know they, I know you guys missed us, but we're back in action, looking ahead to this Georgia-Florida matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited about this weekend, actually. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great one. Not a good one. It's going to be a great one. Um, we're going to give you everything you need to know uh, with uh, with this matchup. But uh, you know, we are presented by BetOnline.ag. It's your number one spot. Israel, have you taken any action lately? I have not. I literally just logged in today, so I could do a little action this weekend. Yeah, we're we're gonna make some picks here, um, and and uh, later on down the show, as you see on our on our rundown. But yeah, it's uh. I haven't really done much lately, um, but I, I need to get back into it. There's some there's some interesting lines, and I feel like there's some easy money in there for some parlay. So, um, but it is uh, it is still the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Uh, they have a lot of they have more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Uh, just about anything you want to bet bet on. So what you need to do is you need to head to the new and updated desktop or website or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code believe 50 and you'll receive that bonus. So from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, the world series, my Braves, uh, it's, it's tied one, one NHL boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports bet online. It's where the game starts. So, uh, like I said, uh, lots of, lots of action, anything from week eight. And I, I emphasize the word week, you know, you, uh, week eight, uh, not a whole lot of action, especially in the SEC. Uh, LSU got their brains beat in. They don't even have enough people to practice this week. That's how that's how bad it's gotten down there. Um, and then you know, Florida was off. Uh, you know, uh, I think the next best game was um, what Mississippi State Vandy. Uh, mm-hmm. n- not much going on in the SEC. Uh, I guess the two biggest games were a, a future SEC team almost losing to Kansas. Uh, that was interesting. And then Iowa State finally playing like the Iowa State that we expected. Anything stand out to you from, from this weekend? Um, the debacle at Clemson right now, we thought uh, 
QB five was going to be mm-hmm. uh, the man to kind of kind of keep the the tradition going of, of great quarterbacks to come through uh, Clemson. And uh, he got benched in the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I don't know what's going on. You know, Tony Elliott is a great offensive mind, but I, I, offensively, I think they're just struggling. They're struggling a lot. Um, defense is staying on the field a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised with Pittsburgh, though. Pittsburgh said playing some really good football. Yeah, they um, I watched the uh, Miami-NC State game. Now, that game surprised me because I thought NC State was going to, you know, run away with Miami just from the simple fact that Miami's been struggling. But Miami came out, you know, played a good game. So I think it probably saved uh, the head coach's career. I mean, yeah. head coaching job by just winning uh, this yeah. weekend. So um, the ACC has some really big surprises. But I like Pitt over there in the ACC now. Just they're they're doing a really good job. Does Kenny Pickett have a chance at Heisman? Is he in the race now? I think he is after a big solid win against Clemson's defense. I mean, come on. Yeah. Clemson, man, uh, going back to your point on Clemson, that they have a true quarterback competition there, but man, do they miss Travis Etienne? You know, Will Shipley yes. just just ain't ain't the guy. Um he dropped yes. a big you got a pass. That's struggling. Yeah. 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 You got a quarterback that's struggling, you've got the baby run the football. Oh mm-hmm. uh, man, they just they can't run it and they can't throw it. So and they can't protect it either. Yeah, when so, you rely on that defense, they're, they're bending but don't break defense, but they're breaking down right now, so they're mm-hmm. on the field for so long. So eventually they're going to give up some points, and it really showed this past weekend. Yeah, Kenny Pickett just picked them apart, actually. So, um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, going back to Iowa State, they finally played up to their level of what everybody expected. I mean, a lot of people said they were dark horses to win the Big 12. Didn't get mm-hmm. off to the start uh, that they wanted to, um, but in the end, had a huge win against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State really, you know, just the Big 12, just the nature of the Big 12 this year, they're just not not very consistent in that yeah. I mean, you have Texas yeah. who wins in the first half, but forgets that it's a four-quarter game instead of a two-quarter game. Um, you you know, you have TCU who's up and down. And I think Patterson, I I I mean, he has a lifetime contract there, but it, it's getting a little dicey <laughs> with him. Uh, then you have Iowa State who got off to a horrible start, but they're playing a lot better now. And then you have Kansas who, under Lance Leopold, is getting a little bit better each and every week. They have mm-hmm. been a tough out, um, even though there's a lot of those ridiculous lines that they didn't cover early in the season. They're starting to cover those now. And then they took they gave Oklahoma everything they wanted. Oklahoma with Caleb Williams. We don't know what he's like now. Um, so, I mean, you just got to look at, how this thing's going and say, man, this big 12 is tough to call. Uh, Pac 12 wise, Oregon with a big, big 12 win. is struggling, struggling. You got Oklahoma State, you know, who took a L this weekend too, who was looking to be the favorite in my book, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, to win that league over there. But now they, they just lost. Nope. I think the dark horse in this league is Baylor. Baylor. I think, yeah. I think Baylor is doing some really good things. Uh, I think Oranda is a dark doing horse to really be the next. Things. I think Aranda's the dark horse to be the next guy at LSU too. Yes, but to, if I, I if I had to pick, it'd be him, and I would throw the book at Billy Napier at Louisiana. I would try to get him, yeah, over there because with him, you're going to get a couple of players from Louisiana as well mm-hmm. because he's recruited the state, he knows the state, he's a players coach, you know. Yep. But you know, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And we were talking about this last night on SEC After Dark, Steve and I, and uh, you know it. it LSU has a little bit of an ego and I don't think their ego would allow them to hire somebody from Lafayette. They probably should. Cause he's probably the best one available for them, mm-hmm. but it'd be like, 
It'd be like us hiring somebody from Georgia State. Man, like look, the, e- the ego like involved this. on that. Like I, the I, I ego. You got to yeah. toss ego out the window when you're dealing with adolescent kids. I mean, yeah. they're they're young adults. I mean, they're 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 basically still teenagers when they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you just I need mean, the best person gotta, available, man. That's exactly. What you, need. you gotta understand, like who's gonna come in and win the crowd. Basically, is what you're looking for. <clears> who's gonna come in and be like, "Hey, guys, we're gonna practice. We're gonna have fun." Yep, we're gonna have fun. We're That's what you're looking for. for. Yeah. And Napier's the guy. Yeah, that's simple. It's really simple. Look at what he's done at Louisiana in what three years? Look at what he's done. There used to be a laughing Nobody knew that Louisiana even had a football team. I know. I mean, you know, they went. It, it, yeah, it's it, it's baffling that they won't even look at him, but they won't because oh, we're LSU. We can't we can't stoop to the level of hiring somebody from from Lafayette, and they still call we are Lafayette lady twice. Yeah, exactly. Pump the brakes there, LSU. <laughs> Getting enough to practice. <laughs> Your issues go well beyond that. Um, but speaking yeah. of speaking of guys in potential landing spots, uh, James Franklin apparently is really laser sharp focused on uh, Penn State and uh, being loyal to Penn State. That he thought he was preparing for Illinois, in which they lost two and nine overtimes this past Saturday. Uh, so yeah, he's laser game, focused. That game threw me for a loop. Um, I've never seen nine overtimes. And I didn't know that you just go for two points every single time and you just trade possessions. Yeah, once once you get that. past once you get past three, that was a new rule change. Once you get past three, it turns into turns into a shootout, basically, like a penalty shootout where you yeah. just go play for play. Yeah. Until somebody uh, until somebody loses. But the fact that I love Coach Franklin to death, but he's he's trying to get on the uh, crybaby train a little bit for me right now. Yeah. I, he, he's not the right guy for LSU. He's just not. No, no, I don't he, think he's the they're, right, they're right guy for USC. Out. Yeah. They'll run him out big time. Like he's like, he can, he can market the program, but when it comes to other things, yes. I just, I just think big game adjustments and things like that. I don't think he could go toe to toe with Alabama, A&M, Auburn, Ole Miss, Arkansas year in and year out. I just don't think he can. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he I, did. I, he did at Vandy because it's the Vandy. East was down. Like no, it's, it's nobody's Vandy looking was, for you to do anything yeah. at Vandy, and you surprise people. Yeah. But now you're at LSU, where it's known that LSU is really good. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you going to do? Exactly. They're expecting uh, you to win. Exactly, and same with USC. So I, I, I think he needs to stay his butt at Penn State <laughs> until they mm-hmm. fire him. You know, you don't, you don't come off a loss. And be you don't come off a loss like that to Illinois, and be talking about USC. You know it's like, come on, bro, pump the brakes. They're going to get throttled this weekend, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what stood out to me over the weekend. Um, you know, just some surprisingly good games, but overall, it was kind of a kind of a weak weak slate of games for for college. The NFL was really good. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, man, just look just look down. Uh, our information right is below. right below, right below uh, Israel and I, it is, it is scrolling. Uh, hit that bell notification, subscribe to us on YouTube, all of that good stuff. If you want to find us, we, uh, you, you can stream us and all that good stuff. And uh, you can, you can catch us and listen, and uh, you can either watch mm-hmm. us while you're at work or while you're on your drive to Athens or Jacksonville this particular week, you can, uh, 
you can check us out on the audio side of it anywhere you find your podcast on, on the Believe Network. So uh, that's that's what we do. So the the meat of the show now the 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 world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I don't care what you say; it's always going to be that. <laughs> I don't care how. It, there, there's no there's no battle by the river or whatever they're trying to call it in a van that can go in a van down by the river for all I care. Um, this is the world's <laughs> largest outdoor cocktail party, and so yes, yes, um, it is. That'll never change. That'll never change. So, um, this game is very, very interesting um, because I think when you look at the quarterback situations for both teams, one is due to injury, uh, but the other is due mm-hmm. to they can't find a quarterback that they like. And talking about Florida with uh, AR fifteen, uh-huh. who I called Antoine Robertson last week. I had a Lou Holtz moment, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Anthony Richardson. Um, and then you have Emory Jones, which we said from the rip. Emory Jones ain't ain't the dude. He, he's just not yeah. the guy. Like I don't know what more you need to see from him. He's not the guy. Like if you're gonna take lumps, take him with AR fifteen. Yeah. Yes, I, I say that right now. I don't think they developed next week though. Uh, next week, next week. Take it, take it. Yeah. Next week, not this week. You can go with Emory this I week. Think, I don't think they developed Emory. I commend Emory for staying mm-hmm. um, and and being the guy that he is. He's an upstanding kid. Um, I, I met him um, a great few times kid. when we were going to Florida. Through, I think he's a, he's a great human being. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they developed him no, as they, they should. You it's know, not. It's when not a Tebow good fit. Was there, yeah, exactly. When Tebow was there, you know, he they threw him in already. You know, when Chris Leak that whole era coming through mm-hmm. that national championship year, he was in there taking snaps and everything. Every never got to do that. Every came in and mop up duty. You know, so now you're you're thrusting him into an SEC schedule where you're supposed to be a contender this year for the East. And you know, when the lights come on and bullets start flying, you know, some people get nervous, and I don't think it's a nervous factor. I don't I think it's just an experience factor for him. You know, yeah. It's different when you're playing against top-notch SEC guys. You see your guys every day at practice, yeah, but mm-hmm. when you see other teams and the bullets start flying and you got to make your reads and they do things that you're not used to doing and they're moving fast while doing it, you know, it's going to make you gunshots. So I don't put the, all the blame on him. Is no. he the guy? No, not right now. Could not he have been the guy? I think so. I think so for the fact of what if they would have developed Mullen right. did with Dak. Exactly. What what Mullen did with that Prescott at Mississippi State is exactly what I thought he would do with Emory Jones, but he didn't. Yeah. But because he didn't do that from the start. Like he already had that exactly. system. He already had that system in place at Mississippi State. When he got to Florida, things changed because his athletes changed, uh-huh. his quarterback changed. Like you don't do that with Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is not that guy. And he made an offense for Kyle Trask. And he's still trying to, I think, trying to get some of those things in there with Emory Jones, and that's not going to happen. And Emory Jones yes. was trying to develop in the Kyle Trask system. And it never and it never that. and it never worked. Exactly. That's not his skill set. No. He reminds me more of a Chris Leak kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Leak was he's a pocket passer, yeah, but at the same time he can run the football. You know, yeah. he can do things with his legs, you know, that people forget about. Yeah. You know, and you gotta think, Dan Mullen also coached Chris Leak. It, it was for a year, but yeah. at the same time, he he molded that offense to do what Chris Lee did well. Throwing yeah. on the run, um, using his legs, good run game, uh, getting the ball out quick to his receivers. But Florida's not doing that. They're trying to throw the ball downfield, which you can't yeah. with Trask. You can't yeah. do that with Emory Jones. 
No. And and you could with trash because you had Kadarius Tony. You had some guy named Kyle Pitts who is making some amazing catches for the Falcons right now. And and I mean you had the you had the the weapons to be able to do that stuff. You, you don't have those same caliber weapons. You lost a lot and your recruiting just couldn't couldn't go. I mean, part of that is is on Mullen because of his arrogance and thinking, yeah, we can just roll out and do the same stuff and we'll be fine. Emory will be fine. And you know, we'll run the ball a little bit with Emory to do what he do what he does well, but we're going to push the ball down the field, which that's not Emory's game. Emory's really good as an intermediate passer on the run. You move the pocket, move the chains. He's, you know, he's got a certain skill set that he's really good at. And exactly. If you don't follow that, that's on you. And so what Emory probably should have done. And I'm I'm not a huge proponent saying, okay, if you don't play transfer, you know, I'm not, but Emory should like Dewan Mathis transferred. He's flourishing up at temple. They found what works for him. That level seems to work for him. He's doing really well. It maybe Emory Jones should have done a similar route. Maybe Emory Jones should have gone to the big 12, or maybe he should have gone to the pac 12. Maybe he should have gone ACC, right? Like, he would have been he would have been so good at some of these other places. Like, can you imagine mm-hmm. him at Syracuse yeah, under Dino Illinois Babers? Is right. Illinois or, is right now, or Illinois <laughs> under Dino Babers, uh, or Illinois under Bielema. Um, yeah. You know, can you imagine him? I don't know that he'd fit in at Wake Forest. He's not that kind of passer, but um, like I'm I glad think he, he fits in with uh, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You got to think of when uh, Jamie Deuce, Jamie Deuce was there. So yeah. I think he fits in exactly the scheme that they want to run. But at yeah. the same time, you're a play caller just like I am. Yeah. So, but Ben Mullen is definitely a little bit more arrogant than we are. But at the same time, you got to look at, let's look at what Baltimore did for Jackson right now. They could, they redid their whole entire offense. And they bought in into year. it. And they in bought into year. it. Yeah. They bought <laughs> into know? it. So, you know, they got to be in and they say, hey, you're going to be the starter. So what can you do well? They found out what he can do well. I don't think Dan Mullen did that. No, he you didn't. Know, me and you, we what do we find? We find out what can our quarterback do well. Yeah. You know, we, we try to cater to what he does well. But if you're getting paid millions of dollars, millions of dollars, the least you can do is find out what your quarterbacks can do well. Mm-hmm. Richardson, on the other hand, he can kind of be the guy that you want him to be, but he's not reading the field and reading defenses as well either. So is, what are you gonna do? The game's forward? still the game's still moving way too fast for Richardson. Yeah, he's a freshman. Yeah, he's a freshman. And, and and that's understandable. He's a big freshman, though. Ooh, very big, pretty. Very big freshman. Those are really good. Those are really good ball. Uh, but it's going to yes, be prone to does. a lot of mistakes. So, yeah, he's going to make some big plays. But he's going to he's probably going to take one step backwards or one step forward, two step backwards with with Richardson. Emory Jones is going to do the same thing because they didn't develop. They're very similar style style quarterbacks. Although Richardson's much has much more upside, obviously because a he's a freshman and b his skill set's a little bit stronger than Emory. So um, that scares me a little bit, but. While they're being indecisive and while Dan Mullen is really just married to the system that he wants to do instead of doing what he has to do, like, I don't think he wants to go back to that Mississippi State stuff. And, and he's like arrogant and cocky enough to say, well, Emory's just going to learn it. And, and that's going to get you fired. Yes. Which, Florida, <laughs> don't, don't fire Mullen. Just let him, just let him be cocky. Um, so, yeah, I, I think when you, when you look at the quarterback situation on that end, you know, I think Anthony Richardson provides much more issues for this Georgia defense than Emory Jones does. Um, when you look at Georgia's quarterback situation, you have JT Daniels coming off an injury. Uh, Stetson Bennett is playing lights out. 
but JT JT is is QB one. JT's upside and his ceiling is higher than Stetson Bennett. I'm sorry, Bennett is maxing out. Bennett to me is like that spot starter that comes in. He's kind of like what Gardner Minshew was for the Jaguars, right? Really good, like short term starter, but if you get him starting too many games in a row, teams start to kind of figure him out. And, you know, he does have a ceiling and and it's not as high as JT. So I I still think JT is the right guy for the job. Um, It's nice to know that there's some things that Bennett can do that JT can't, that you can utilize. Do you see a two quarterback situation happening here where, where Bennett gets a lot more run than he, than he would have gotten earlier in the year? I think so. Um, Is it a good thing? I'm still I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing to have two quarterbacks that if one goes down, the other can come in and do a job. We all know that JT's QB one. Like you said, we know that. That's what we want, honestly, and that's what mm-hmm. that's what's gonna happen. You know, at the same time, if if he goes down, then you need to have a guy that's prepared and ready to go if that happens. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a competition between those two guys. I think it's more of all right, if JT's healthy, JT's gonna play. If JT exactly. can't play this, that's so you're gonna you're gonna be the guy. Exactly. You know, the, the media and, and everybody's trying to make it a big deal. Uh, the kids don't care about it. Uh, I think and the players don't care about it. I think no. it's just a point of, hey, we're going to go out here and play ball. Mm-hmm. You know, so whoever whoever starts on Saturday, I'm rooting for. I mean, if, if it's JT, I, I, hope, I hope JT can come back and be healthy. But also there's a risk factor. At the same time, you got to understand that these are kids. You know, these, these kids have a life outside of football, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they want to do other things. Like do we really want to risk, you know, long-term injury, you know, for a football game, no, you know, no. just because this is what the people want. You know, if Stetson can go out there and win us this football game, by all means, let him do it. And then let Stetson come back and you know, not Stetson, but let JT come in, you know, whenever he's ready. And, you know, we win that championship. It really doesn't matter who the quarterback is. No, you it know, doesn't. Whether it's Stetson, if Stetson leads us to that, that time, you know, people go to man. He let he led us to this time. You know, I think that's awesome. You exactly. Know? But at the same time, I mean, you know, everybody knows this was JT's team coming up. I mean, injury, but I'm glad to have a two quarterback system to where if one goes down, the other can come in, and we can still click, and he can still get the ball downfield. We can still we don't we don't skip a beat to for whichever quarterback comes in. Stetson does give you the the running ability a lot more than. JT does. That's what mm-hmm. I do like about Stetson. You know, that you can't just key in on him and blitz. Because we all know Grantham's going to blitz. You know? Oh, yeah. But Stetson gives you the ability to run. You know, that zone read that we like to do, especially when you got four running backs that can take to the house at any point. You know, we got we got a couple more guys healthy out wide now. So now you have to account for the pass and also run from running backs and the QB when Stetson's in the game. When JT's in the game, now you're pretty much balanced. You can, you know, do whatever you want to. Because why? JT's not going to run football. They right. know that. We know that. Yeah. But JT can can also burn you in, in other ways too. Um, yes. In, in that regard of uh, you, you start blitzing JT a little bit and they're going to start RPOing you. They're going to start, you know, pulling the ball and throwing it where you're not and, and, and getting to the ball. Like they have no problem dumping it down. You saw that angle route with, uh, with James Cook. They, they it have, was beautiful. Oh, that was beautiful. And they they have uh they have no problem throwing that. No issues mm-hmm. whatsoever. And they can throw that till the cows come home if you want to blitz linebackers. So um I I am all for that. So uh yes. I, I, I like one it. One thing that would scare me is if 
Florida went back and watched the Cincinnati game and the Missouri game from last year. You know, me and you talked about it last mm-hmm. year. Missouri had us pegged, you know, up until we threw that, we threw two deep balls, you know, to Pickens. You know, yeah. me and you were texting back and forth. You know, Missouri had us pegged. They they took away the RPO and everything. Cincinnati in the bowl game took away the RPO, you know. So, you know, it goes back to being a coordinator. You know, what, what can we do to manipulate the defense now? You know, if, if I'm Florida, I'm going back and watching those two games because those two games stick out in my mind of how to stop JT. Yeah. We know he's an RPO master. He he reads it very well. And we know the, the offensive line's clicking and we got running backs. But what did they do to stop it? They can't afford to do that. Yeah, can can they do that? I mean, that's going to be the key. And can Grantham at this point, can he teach him? How yeah. you know, can he adjust? Can he does he has he reached that level of his playbook yet? <laughs> like, has he reached those chapters yet? I don't think he has because it's a mile thick. But uh, I, yeah. you know, I, I just don't think you know. Again, you watch this Florida defense, and it, it, I don't know that we have to throw the ball. We just run counter on them the whole time. That's what LSU did. But um, yeah, when you look at this Florida defense, they play. They don't play very inspired. Looks like they they have no energy. They don't. It looks like they, they don't, don't know what they're doing. No, I feel like they don't like Dan Miller. They don't like Dan Dan Miller. I mean, how could he's a freaking weirdo? Uh, And Todd Grantham. You got to think about they don't like him either. LSU with with Ed Orgeron. Oh, it's even worse. They won the national championship. You had young coaches. You had Dave Randa, who everybody loves. Mm -hmm. You know, you had Brady, who everybody loved. Those two left, and look what happened. I don't think it's just Orgeron. And then you bring in the lady who everybody hates. Oh God, that talk about a baffling hire. Holy <laughs> so, cow. I mean, you got you gotta think of it. College football is just like me and you when we coach high school football, right? It's all about you relationships. Know, if, if kids don't like you, they're not gonna play hard for you. They don't, they won't. No, they don't trust you. They don't, you know, they think hey, they probably think Mullen has got one foot out the door, uh, first yes. of all. Um I think because, so too. because he's lobbied for NFL jobs. Like he tried hard to get the Jets job. But there's something to it, and and he Mullen, like you watch his, he's just a weird guy. Like he's so, like he's just odd. He's not cool, weird like Mike Leach. He's like weird, weird like scary, weird. Mike Leach is just like the smartest guy in the room, and he just kind of says what's on his mind. His candy speech at the end of the game was absolutely priceless. (laughs) I love love Mike Leach. Mike Leach is a freaking lawyer. Post game. Speech about Andy yeah. Halloween. Yeah, nothing about I, the game whatsoever. Yeah, I, I love that. I love it. What's and, and but Mullen is Mullen is like that whole that whole Urban Meyer tree is weird because uh, you had Mullen, who is weird, arrogant guy, smug, you know, and then you have Tom Herman who kisses his players, who is a freaking That's weird. absolute weirdo at Texas and. The, you can see Texas like how they play. They're still they still got a little bit of Herman stench on them, where they just like it's just it's odd how how they finish games. Yeah. Like you can see them in it's the first take half. Take a year. Yeah. It's gonna take a year for Sark to get it. You know how he wants it. But he's got it going in definitely in the yes, right direction. Got to go in the right direction. You, you can see it, especially with Bijan yes. Robinson. My God, he's one of my favorite players in the country. Um, uh-huh. And then, then you had that Zach Smith guy who. We all know what happened there. Um, got in a very public, uh, very public domestic dispute with his with his 
uh, I guess ex-wife now, probably. Yeah. Um, and that whole like Urban Meyer covered up all that stuff and like that whole tree. And then of course, Urban Meyer, you know, going knuckles deep in, into a co-ed in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. I, I, I'm not on the, I'm not on the zoom window, but I can only imagine Courtney's face right now. Um, <laughs> that description <laughs> yeah. but like it's it's weird like they but going back to the original point yeah they don't play hard for for dan mullen they don't they don't yeah. play over inspired like to have the talent they had last year and lose four games in the manner in which they lost them is bath is mind-boggling to me like but you gotta think too that team last year was a was player-led team though it was trash yeah hits yeah guys on offense too if dad wasn't, you know, bringing the juice like they were, it wouldn't have mattered. You know, wouldn't have mattered if it wouldn't have mattered if I was out there. Like it would not have mattered. Although yeah. I probably, they're, I probably they're gonna do what they do. Yeah, but now it's like you can tell. It's like, oh well, here we go again. Like blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, Once it gets stagnant like that, like you got you got to make some changes. Like you it's, got, it's gotta, you got it's, something's got to happen. Yeah, I mean, you got guys decommitting. You know. They've we had a lot of, that, yeah, we do. We do. I'll take that. But the, I mean, you've had, you've had that problem for years. They're two and six in their last eight against top or against ranked opponents. Like it's just remarkably average down there. So, but defensively, yeah. Are they going to be able to stop the RPO? Are they going to be able to stop the, the short to intermediate passing game? Are they going to be able to lock down Ladd McConkey? Brock Bowers, you know, what are they going to do with all of that? How are they going to stop all those weapons? They can't sprinkle some of that freshman magic on you, boy. Y'all better watch out. That's just right. That's right. You can't blitz it to death. No. You you can't. You just can't. Bring a safety blitz if you want to. Cool. It's going to be ball game. Man, it's going going to be a wrap. Don't do it. Um, You know, defensively, we learned how to stop a wheel route because I noticed some teams tried to wheel route on us. We learned how to stop that. That's good. Uh, running game wise, they're not going to be able to run on us like they've done on other teams with their running backs. It's not going to happen. Some I don't know if you I don't know if you know this guy. I don't know if you heard of him. His name is Jordan Davis. Yeah, I hear two friends. Yeah, and then uh, he doesn't he he doesn't come to the backfield alone. That's for sure. Um, so it's going to be going to be tough sled. And Emory Jones ain't Will Levis, and Will Levis had only one good drive. Against against Georgia, where he was masterful. That kid's tough. Did you by the see way. Jordan Davis split that. I know I missed it last week, but did you see Jordan Davis split the double team against Kentucky? You're going to, have to be more specific because he split oh my God. the double team he every split. time. It was like third and one. Um, yeah. No, yeah, no. Going I, I toward know. the going toward the big scoreboard. I said, "Holy crap!" He yeah, just split no, the I, hell out of that double yeah, team. I know which one you're talking about, but I had to make the point that he does it all the time. But yes, that was yeah, that was amazing. He just bloop, just went right through it like like they were like they were like two GAs holding dummies. Yes, that's exactly what it looked like. He just split both. You just split two three hundred pound linemen like it was nothing. You just got skinny. You're at what three forty? Yeah. God, that's unreal, man. Um, there was one play where he the the center had him. He had the center like in in position, and the running back cut back uh, to the backside a gap. And you know, most defensive linemen 
would not have really been able to get over there. Um, he moved him out the way. But he exactly just he just teleported from the B gap to the backside A gap across yeah, the like, center. <laughs> he teleported. He's like, he's like, <laughs> like I'm like I'm walking through the crowds in the hallway at school. He just no, nope, excuse me, yeah. nope. just let me let me get right there. Tackled the back for no game. Like he's, tackled he's Chris Rodriguez. Be a huge factor. In this game, huge. Right? The defensive line in itself is going to be huge yeah. in this game. Because I don't it, think Florida's offensive line is very good. No, they're not. They're not. And they're, you know they're going to try to screen us to death too. Um, which yes. I, I hope you do because I don't know if you saw that play, uh, second goal or first and or it was second goal actually, uh, first and goal that they they ran it for a one yard gain, but second goal from the ten. Um. No, yeah, from about the nine, nine and a half, somewhere in that range. Uh, second goal, they set up a perfect, beautiful, beautifully set up screen from Kentucky's part, right? They had three offensive linemen for N'Kobe Dean, and they had a corner block in the receiver, or they had a receiver block in the corner. That's all Georgia had to defend the screen because everybody else took the cheese. Yeah. What does N'Kobe Dean do? He runs right by makes all three. All three makes the tackle for no gain. Yes, and you know they got him the first time. They ran that screen twice on that drive. They got him yeah. the first time. Yeah, they did. And he was alone by himself. And that second time, he said, "Uh-uh, not today." Not today. And he would have made a tackle. Yeah, you know that. You, you know, know that, that? that that hoop drill that that, that they do, where they do yes. the figure eight around the hoop and they have to like scoop uh, up the tennis ball. He did that drill. Yes. To get to get through those linemen, they didn't touch him. They didn't even see him. They're all looking around like, like, like where the hell did he come from? Yeah. And that's so, an in-game adjustment that shows you how smart our defensive players are. Yeah. And, and what's really what's really great about this defense, honestly, um, and, and I know it sounds like we're just the Sunshine Pumpers podcast here, but, I mean, <laughs> this team is special. But what, what makes this defense so good is that – and you, you can see it. I mean, you didn't need to see the game day segment where they talked about it. You can actually physically see it if you really watch how they interact with each other. But it doesn't matter who makes the play. Like, N'Kobe's going to celebrate Nolan Smith making a sack even though he's nowhere near it. Like they're going to celebrate like they, like each of them made the game winning tackle in the Super Bowl for their teammate. Yes. Because they're that close. You know, this is probably when you, when you talk about a close knit group, especially this defensive front, those guys are, they, they hang out with each other. They're really good friends with each other. They eat at the dining hall mm-hmm. together. You know, they go out with each other. They, hang out, you know, around campus. They, I mean, they're together a lot and it shows. And when you have that much, when you have that much chemistry, Israel, I can only imagine, I mean, your wide receiver room was pretty tight when you were there. I mean, it it just raises the level of play because everybody's rooting for each other. Man, you got to understand something about team chemistry. It, 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 it's amazing. You know, I was there. You know, we had those really good runs for a little bit. And then, we you know, we got kind of stagnant for about two years. And then my senior year, um, you know, we go 0-2 to start the season. Well, we mm-hmm. could have faltered, you know, real quick. Then we rattle off 10 in a row. Yeah, you know, I remember 10 in a row to, make, to be East champs and to play LSU. You know, give or take a player to the LSU game, we win the SC championship, you know. So, I mean, team chemistry is what it is. Think about the year after that with that team. The 2012 team, 
you know, the chemistry on that team. It was you know, that started the year before. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to think, like, it's it's coaching. Of course, it's X and those because that's what you need to win football games. But when you got team chemistry, you got players holding each other accountable, players that get along with each other, unselfish play. You know, mm-hmm. those are what really win championships. Look at Alabama. Why do you think people keep going to Alabama? Because it ain't because they're superior X's and O's. <laughs> I can tell you that. It's because exactly. it's, a, it's a family. And 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 w- why do you think they keep winning? It ain't because they hired Bill O'Brien. It's yeah. some guy named Nick Saban. He, his process, the things that he does, keep it all together. Exactly. Right? Kirby's doing the same thing. That's why it's working. Dabo for a long time did the same thing. He had some crushing personnel losses that he couldn't recover from. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's like, to me, team building team chemistry is about at, at the lowest, at the minimum 75% and you have 25% scheme and, uh, within that 75% of team chemistry is recruiting the right guys, the right mix of guys into your program that you know will come in and assimilate to your culture that you already have set. 25% is, okay, what are we going to do once we, you know, what plays are we going to run? You know, that's maybe 20, like maybe 25%, if not less, but it's all about team chemistry. If you're, if your team's on the same page, I mean, it doesn't matter what you, you could run the wing T and you'd probably be pretty good because you're bought in. And they're bought into each other. They're bought into the weight room program. Like Sinclair does a phenomenal job getting those guys doing some team building exercise stuff, getting those guys bigger, stronger, faster, and believing in themselves. Like that, that, and you know, doesn't hurt that the weight room's you know twenty six thousand square feet. <laughs> they have their own stadium stairs in the weight room. I know y'all are getting that at Monroe, right? Uh, yeah, right. We're we're just uh, getting LED lights, so we're we're moving on up there. We're I hear that. There. I hear that. I think we're gonna finally get the junk out of our uh, out of our team room. Like we have half of our team room is filled with pallets of hand sanitizer, uh, a pallet of field paint, and like all of the <laughs> teacher desk and podiums and cabinets that they're going to get rid of. They just junked our team room with it. Oh yeah, but y'all getting a whole new school though, which is great. Yeah, one more year. One more one more one more <laughs> one more year. At, well, or a year and a half really cuz you got this year, but one more basically one more full school year and then we're moving. Mm-hmm. So, Sweet. it's coming. It's coming. I'm going to I'm going to be patient. Um so yeah, I think when you look at this matchup, I mean honestly, Florida's team chemistry not very good. They don't play. They don't play well for each other. They don't. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they're not together. They don't. They don't. They definitely don't believe in Mullen. Their schemes are okay. I don't think, but they don't they, look like they're happy. They're not. Look at that. You look at every other team like the Texas A and M, the, the Ole Miss, Georgia. Like those players look happy. All the players don't look happy. Like even when A and M was losing, like they looked like you know it was like. Okay, we're, we're we're good. We're and then they went on to beat Alabama, but uh, they were like, all right, we're 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 just fine. We're okay. We're okay. We're in this together. Let's 
rough patch. We're good. You didn't see, you don't see that at Florida. You're right. You're exactly right. No, they look miserable. They look absolutely miserable. Just like I am now because I'm having a coughing spell again. <laughs> uh oh. Did you uh dying slowly? I, I told you about I told you about swallowing those bugs. It's detrimental yeah, to your health. Yeah, I think I, I think I just hit a hot a, a pollen thing out here since the cold front starting to come through. So it's you, allergy season once again. You know what state doesn't have a high <laughs> pollen count in late October? Tennessee. What's that? Tennessee. It must be nice. Must be nice. If you want to see snow on the ground, come come to Tennessee. No, I'm good. You, good? you don't want, you don't want the snow? No, if it even remotely they think it's gonna snow here, they shut everything down. Yeah, they do that here. We got like we got like a foot of snow last last winter. It it was it was cool for like three days and then you're like, okay, stuff can melt now. <laughs> I'm tired of being cooped up in the house. I can't go anywhere. I don't want because you like you don't you don't want to go anywhere because it's all ice. If they even think it's gonna snow here, everything gets canceled. Yep. Yep. Same here. Everything's canceled. Everything's closed. Nobody wants to go anywhere. Nobody wants to work. Nobody really wants to work anyway. But it's even even worse. But uh, going back to this game, um, you know, just I, I think Georgia with the weapons that they have, the team chemistry they have, the the coaching staff, I think are going to put them in the right position. I think Mon can gets it. He's got, you can tell he's got full, full throttle on the offense. So I, I think there's, you know, the X factors are obviously going to be Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey. How can they get involved? We know the running game is going to be there. We know Cook's going to be a big part of it. Zeus is going to be a big part of it. Um, you know, is, is Milton healthy enough? I know he, I know he got, uh, got some knocks on him, but is he going to be healthy enough to contribute? You know, what, what's going to happen there? Um, but this game's gonna gonna lean through our super freshmen. Yeah, and I think we got and, we got a group of great kids that that can lead us to victory on both sides of the ball. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm excited for it. And I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be amazing. So, uh, with that, um, let's get into our picks, shall we? Let's do it. I think Georgia wins big. Um, so we we know we know what we're picking there. Yes. So. We'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and say, Israel, you're 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 taking the dogs, right? What is the spread for that game? I thought it was a fourteen. It's fourteen it earlier today. Yeah, it's fourteen. Yeah, I like it'll this by fourteen. It'll probably get teased down to about twelve and a half. I I guess I think by the end of it, but I think oh, yeah. ultimately it's going to be it's going to be in the twelve and a half to fourteen and a half range. Um, all right, let's start with uh, Missouri on the road. They're in Nashville, sixteen point favorites over Vanderbilt. Do you think Vanderbilt can cover that? I know they've made a ton of changes at quarterback. They 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 still can't settle on one. I if you listen to the Believe in Vandy podcast, they're out already on Clark Lee. That's how that's how bad it's getting. Do you think Vanderbilt can Did cover they just this? Hire him? They just hired him. They're done with them God, already. He just, God, he it, just got there because he's a cyborg on the sideline. He shows no emotion. Yeah, like, we've heard that before. Like he, he, like nothing like coach, like coach Rick seemed like he, like you compare him to coach Rick. And cause that was, that was arguments about coach Rick. 
Yeah, that's the only reason I say that because that was the argument. But um, you guys never heard him at halftime. Yeah, Coach, <laughs> Coach Rick would show emotion on the sideline. You could tell he was talking to people. He was at least in the headset saying stuff and walking and making adjustments. Clark Lee is yeah. a freaking statue. He says yeah, nothing. Emotes nothing. Like, yeah. it, it, like you don't ever he see like him. an angry Mr. Clean. <laughs> That's a great comparison. You never actually hear him say anything into the headset. So, with that, I'm picking Mizzou. I'm going to go with Mizzou. Although, I will say this, Vandy has gotten better from game to game. They really have. They have. They've improved. Um, but, but, yeah, I don't think – I think Vandy's offense is a little bit more than they can have. Yeah, it is. Um, Ole Miss travels to the Plains to take on Auburn. Auburn is three-point favorites in this one. This is an interesting one because I I think Ole Miss is better. But Auburn at home, and depending on how Bo Nix plays, this is an interesting one. To me, I think Ole Miss is going to ultimately win this because they're finally – they finally got back to the Ole Miss that they – they know and love uh, against LSU. Yes. I think they finally kind of got their groove back a little bit. They lost it for a few weeks. I think Alabama broke them for a couple of weeks, uh, but I think they're back and they 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 fixed some of the problems. Corral is kind of sta- stabilizing again, and they're back to being what we expected out of Ole Miss all year long. So, to me, I think Ole Miss is going to win this one. Anytime there's a three point spread, it it, it kind of a pick them anyway. Um, I think they have. A, I think their defense is playing well enough to disrupt Bo um, to the point where he coughs it up a couple of times, and that's all Ole Miss really needs is that those slight little breaks, uh, and, and they need a break or two, and they can blow a game wide open. I think if Ole Miss can get Bo Nix to throw the football, they win the football game. If Auburn can run the football, Ole Miss is going to lose because that's what Bobo's going to do. He's not going to put it in Bo Nix's hands to lose. If they can force Bo Nix to throw the football, Ole Miss will win. But all around, I think Ole Miss wins regardless, simply because Matt Corral's playing great. They're running the football while his RPO game, he's he's getting he's not turning the ball over like he did last year either. Right. So I think Ole Miss goes to the plains and, and wins one um, from the simple fact of I think they're just playing better football as a whole right now than uh, Auburn is. I think Auburn had that one good game, you know, kind of giving them a little bit of confidence. But can you put two two back-to-back? I don't think they can. No, I don't think they can either. And, uh, you know, I think Ole Miss is going to win that one. Kentucky travels to Starkville, one-and-a-half-point favorites. This is a pick Um I feel like you take the money line on a lot of these games and you're going to be in good shape. Um, Kentucky, I, I think they're just a better team all around. I think they're more physical. I think they play a better brand of football. I think Will Levis is dialed in. I, I like the Wildcats. I think they're going to win big. Yeah, if if ooh, I'm hesitant to say this, do it. But you got to think every offense that Georgia's defense has faced, the quarterback had had a really good game the very next week. Granted, Arkansas. You know, ran for 6,000 yards against uh, Ole Miss, but it's Ole Miss's defense, mm-hmm. you know. But can Kentucky bounce back from playing Georgia's defense? If they do, Kentucky's going to win. I'm taking Kentucky regardless, but 
that one point is looking real one point ish right now. Yeah, where where you think they're going to kick a field goal at the end to win it, <laughs> or they're gonna they're gonna make some they're gonna be up by one and make some big stop. I don't yeah. know. I think Kentucky's gonna win kind of big. I just think they're they're better up front than Mississippi State. They they're are. push Mississippi State around. They're gonna kind of bully them a little bit. Um, that's all for the conference games. We're gonna go outside the conference. Michigan. I never thought I'd say this. They're on fire. Uh, they travel to East Lansing to play another team who's on fire. Speaking of, uh, they're four point favorites on the road in East Lansing. I like Michigan here. I, I just think, again, it, it goes to that battle up front. I, I think Michigan is better in the run game. I think they're better up front. I think they're going to push <laughs> Michigan State around a little bit more than, uh, than than Michigan State usually gets pushed around this year under Mel Tucker. Uh, I just think Michigan's that that type of team. And, and so, to me, it's a rivalry. It's not as much of a publicized rivalry because Michigan-Ohio State is kind of like – the uh, Red Sox Yankees ESPN is going to just shove that down your throat. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Michigan, Michigan state is pretty, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Um, but I think Michigan ends up winning this game. I, I, I like their run game a lot better. I like McNamara at quarterback. Um, I think he's playing really, really well. I think Jim Harbaugh finally got a guy that fits, fits his system, fits his style of coaching, fits whatever you want to fit. Um, but I think they finally found their perfect match and they're playing like it. So I'm taking the Wolverines here. Uh, not so fast, my friend. Oh, Sparty's playing some really good football. They, they really, I love what Bill Tucker's done this year uh, with Sparty. They play some inspired football. You know, the defense is playing great. And it's in East Lansing. I got to go with Sparty on this one. And you know, it's probably going to come down to what it usually comes down to in that game. It's going to be a special teams play that's going to change the momentum of the game. Yeah. Absolutely. It always is. Um, and in the big house, that seems to be what happens. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, um, but I'm going to stick with my pick of Michigan. So uh, Penn State, <laughs> Penn State preparing for Illinois. Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on, like a turn pick last week. Um, Penn State preparing for Ohio State. Ohio State's 18 and a half point favorites at home. Um, they had a statement game last week against Indiana. Um, and a statement it was, was 44 to 7 at half. Ohio State is explosive. I think they're going to cover they this are. because James Franklin has his head in LA or Baton Rouge or wherever he's going to go. He has his head everywhere except for Penn State. Because you know when James Franklin starts saying, I am, I am, he starts like using, overusing adjectives and adverbs to tell you how uh-huh. loyal. He is to Penn State. He ain't staying. He did the same shit. <laughs> He's not staying. I tell my kids, whenever my kids start using the big words, I'll be like, I said, why you be lying? Yeah. <laughs> I say, you know, you lie. Hey, yeah. You know, so I'm taking Ohio State. And this one from the simple fact is Penn State got caught looking ahead last week. They really, yeah. and that's what it boils down to. They got caught looking ahead. You know, mm-hmm. no matter. If Franklin's going to take a job or not, they got caught with their pants down last week looking ahead to Ohio State. But guess what? Ohio State took care of business last week. So, of course, with you going into the horseshoe this week, of course, they're going to want to beat your brains in and give you further reasons. They're trying to make a statement regardless. It doesn't matter to your opponent. (laughs) Exactly. Because they're trying to do what? Get into the playoff because Mm -hmm. they have one loss. So they're trying to make it look really good to the committee 
hey, we done beat the hell out of all these teams. So, I mean, you can't keep us out. No, you can't. So, I'm looking yeah. for them to win big this week. And if they win big, it'd be hard to. So, uh, but that's, that's a great pick right there. I think Penn State is uh, Franklin's not long for that for that place. But our next yeah. one is uh, we have two battles of of Texas. Uh, you have SMU and Houston. Uh, that's basically a pick them one point in favor of Houston, which to me seems like really easy money because SMU is red hot. Uh, Sonny Dykes, yes. if he is not the next coach at Texas Tech, Texas Tech ought to just disband their football program at that point because um, his name is gold uh, yes. in Lubbock. Uh, with, uh, I'll go with SMU in that one too. They're playing some yeah. dang good football. Yes, they are. You know, I, I hate it for Texas Tech because I, I think, you know, offensively they've been always been really good. But at the same time, you got to think, They've been really bad on defense. And that's kind of Holgerson's uh, MO, right? Man, I, I hate that. So um I think you know if Sonny Dykes does get that job, I think he'd bring a little bit more a defensive guy. Although he's an offensive guy, I think he brings more defense to the table. You know, but, but I do he, like he's a good know. all around coach. I mean, he understands the physicality yes. and the importance of having a, a good defense. He doesn't have his head in the sand like some of these Big 12 schools do with, you know, oh, I'm an offensive guy and, you know, and they, they can't evaluate a defensive court. Sonny Dykes has a really good staff and they play a really yes. good brand of football. And I, I really like what they're doing at SMU. And I, I hate that SMU has to, more of the, go ahead. I hate that they have to, lo- I hate that they're going to potentially lose Sonny Dykes because I think he's been really, really yeah. good for that program. I think he's going to bring more of the Gary Patterson type attitude to the Big 12. He's going to be like, hey, we're going to play defense. We're going to score a lot of points, but we're also going to play defense at the same time. I love it. I'm here for it. And if he does it at Texas Tech, I I, I will. Um, Texas at Baylor. Baylor's three point favorites. We we just got done raving about Baylor. Baylor as an institution, awful. Um. So Randa needs to go ahead and beat the hell out of Texas and and get the hell out of Waco. Um. Because he might turn into Art Riles. Um. And you know what I'm talking about. So, um. I think Baylor's going to. I think Baylor's going to win this game. I, I think Texas right now they're just too up and down for me to trust them. Could Texas win this game? Absolutely. They're talented enough to do it. They've played well enough at times to win this game and maybe even win it big. But for Texas, they're just not there yet. They're just I not. Think, uh, I, I can't. I can't trust them. I'm taking Baylor. I'm taking Baylor as well. I think Baylor's the better all around team. Uh, from the from an offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint, because they're going to play all four quarters. That's mm-hmm. one thing they're going to do. They're going to play all four quarters. Um, we all know Texas is going to play about two, maybe three and a half, if that. So, well, they're going to have their hands full. It's going to come down to maybe the last two drives of the game to who's going to decide with that game. And I think Baylor has a little bit more heart than Texas right now. They do. And, and Aranda – Rand is a really, really good coach. I, I love what they're doing. I, it was it was kind of an odd hire at first, but I, I think Aranda Aranda's a, a very matter of fact guy, and he's very he's yeah. kind of a quiet guy. You don't really hear much about you know you don't really hear much from him. I mean, I know he handles business, and I know he you know he emotes on the sideline, unlike his uh, counterpart Clark Lee. Um, <laughs> You know, you look at these, he, he, but he's not like going crazy and bonkers like a lot of defensive guys do. He's yeah. very, he's very reserved, but 
he's kind of a quiet natured guy, but when, you know, very passionate about that, very passionate on character building and team building and all that stuff. And that's why I think he's doing really well at Baylor. So um, our next game, UVA, this is a Bronco Mendenhall special um, con- contractually to get out of his deal um, in uh, at BYU. He had to, he had to schedule uh, a home game with BYU. Uh, so Virginia is that. traveling to Provo. <laughs> Yeah, talk talk about a talk about an exit plan, right? Uh, UVA is traveling to Provo to take on the Cougs. For me, I like the Cougs. It's a home game for them. Sataki's doing a tremendous job at at BYU. They they didn't skip a beat when Zach Wilson left. Uh, they have a lot of great pieces, and they're playing really really tough football. Virginia is just one of those teams. They're one of those ACC teams that you're not real sure about. They're well coached, but they're just they're up and down with how they play. Um, beat the hell out of Georgia Tech last week, but they're just kind of I'm not ready to like trust them on a consistent basis and, and really know what to yeah. expect out of them, especially on the road. So I'm gonna go ahead and take BYU on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take BYU too. I think like you said, I think they're too up and down for me. Um yeah, we know BYU's not up and down. You know, um the one game against Boise, I, they just turned the ball over. And they had like three or four fumbles in that game. Um you know, very uncharacteristic of a of a BYU team. So I don't think and it hadn't happened again since. So I think they, they fixed that. Yeah. Uh, that's a long that's a long road um for UVA to travel. Um so I'm definitely taking BYU in this one. And they got the dancing cougar, so I think that's kinda of hard to beat as well. You can't beat the dancing cougar. Once the dancing cougar gets dancing, you're done. You're cooked. It's ball game. Ball game. Um and uh, I'm watching the uh, watching the Packers Cardinals game. Cardinals are uh, it looks like they're getting ready to take their first loss here, but um, oh no, I know. Uh, Ton, well, the Green Bay's tight end, I think, just blew out his ACL. But uh, speaking of tight ends, uh, Iowa travels to Camp Randall to take on the the Badgers. The Badgers struggling big time. This is the worst I've seen the Badgers under Paul Christ. This is definitely the worst offensive line the Badgers have ever put together. Uh, their combination of five guys. They just can't seem to get on the same page. Can't seem to find a running game, but they they are improving a little bit. Graham Mertz is, I think, finally kind of refinding himself. They've got a they've got a 17-year-old running back who's probably one of the strongest kids on the team. Um Braden Allen. And I, I just think that when you look at this Wisconsin team, they're struggling. They're, they're looking for something. This is also a game that if you blink, it's over because both teams, they don't really they don't, literally about to say the same thing. There you go. <laughs> Great minds think alike, Israel. That's what to say. That's why, that's why we're together on, on this show. That's, that's, exactly. why, that's why you're sitting in that chair and I'm sitting in this one. Um, but Iowa, uh, I just think Iowa's just more talented. I think I was going to do some things to confuse the Badgers a little bit, kind of like what Penn State did to them earlier this season. Yeah. Um, especially since they're struggling in the run game. You got to find a way to move the football. Like you said, like we both said, if, if you blink, this game's going to be over because mm-hmm. we all know what's going to happen. I was going to line up in the power eye. I was constantly going to line up in the power eye. And they're going to run the football. We all know yeah, that. Exactly. They're going to the football and play defense. It's, it's like going to be like watching tennis. Three and out, put three and out, put you know. So, um, it's gonna be no, if you like ugly football, it's going to be that. Yeah, this game's going to come down to who doesn't make mistakes. If you turn the ball over one time, is a free one. If you turn it over twice, you're going to lose. And, and Wisconsin, I think is, Iowa's going to get more turnovers than anybody. Yeah, Wisconsin has been a little bit more careless with the football. 
um, than yeah. Iowa has been. So, uh, so I'm, I'm going to take the Hawkeyes here. So, um, but that's going to do it, man. That's going to wrap up our picks. We're, we're all ready for the Georgia Florida game. Uh, are you, uh, are you going to go down there or are you just going to, you just going to hang tight in, in Albany and, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go yeah. trick or treat with my babies. We had we had oh, tickets go. to go actually. Me and my wife did, um, but uh, you know we got actual kids that can run and jump and play now. So uh, we're gonna go trick or treating with them and ride around because, the neighborhood. But I will be tuned in at three thirty. We're yeah. going trick or treating after the game. Yeah, that's 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 the best thing. We're gonna <laughs> hell we're gonna be trick or treating Sunday night, so that's not gonna affect us. Our, our neighborhood's gonna be lit on Sunday. Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to give you a recap of that, man. It's going to be insane. It always is. I mean, we, we it's to the point, Israel, where we we sit in the driveway. We set up a table. We, we put a little some decorations in the driveway that night that we bring out. And we just have our yeah. candy bowls in the driveway and we just chill because there's no use in staying inside because you're just going to be up and down the whole time. Yeah. So you might as well just because we have we have a haunted like we have this lady who has this entire setup on on the top of our hill on our street and we get about 200 every year man that's awesome we have that to is, that's kind of like our neighborhood right now everybody's kind of setting up and and moving around right now so um, i think it's going to be fun you know hey everybody be safe uh there there are still some crazy people out in the world um, yep. so uh, be safe and uh, watch your babies, you know, as you go trick-or-treating and and uh, have a good time. I mean, you got football on Saturday. It's going to be a great time. Um, you know, the biggest, the large, not the biggest, the largest cocktail party yeah. in the whole world um, this weekend. Um, you know, those of you traveling, be safe as well. Um, I've been as a player and, you know, as a spectator now, and I, I promise you as a spectator, you can't beat it. So everybody be safe down there this weekend. Absolutely. And uh, that's going to do it for us. If you want to follow us, just look down below before we get out of here. Subscribe, hit that bell notification, let you know when we have new content. Um, we are doing this thing called echoing. So on our channel, we're echoing all of the, the other content from Willis Digital Media. Um, my show, uh, SEC After Dark and Beast of the East and uh, Biscuits and SEC and stuff like that. We're, we're, we're kind of echoing some of those shows on our channel. So be sure to check that, check out that stuff too. And check out the main event, which is us. And uh, you'll get all your content there. So subscribe, comment, tell, tell a friend about it. Uh, pass the word that this is the this is the this is the best Georgia podcast that you'll ever listen to or that you'll ever watch, depending on how you consume us. But if you're watching, we thank you. However, you're if you're listening, we thank you. However you're consuming our show, we thank you for that. And so uh, for Israel, I'm Corey. This is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast presented by betonline.ag on the Believe Podcast Network and Brinks TV. We thank you for being a part of the journey. We hope you have a great Friday, a even better weekend, and we hope your t- we hope the dogs win, and we hope you have a safe trip to Jacksonville if you are going. Otherwise, Go dogs, and we'll see you back here next week. Go dogs. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.